0: You're listening to episode 38 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal
1: brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show.
0: It's been a long time coming, and I finally get to welcome my girl Amber Lillistrom onto the show. She is a fellow New Hampshire girl, which means I have a special place in my heart for her already. But we've been working in circles that keep crossing paths, and it was just bound to happen that we would finally come together, and Amber would get to share her wisdom on scaling up. And this episode today is not going to disappoint. If you've always kind of wondered what the evolution of an online brand and business looks like when you're a solopreneur and you have this vision and you have this dream and you want to create courses and you want to host events or masterminds or all these different things, one-on-one coaching, Amber's done all of that. She's a transformational branding strategist. She's a business coach. She's an author. She's a speaker. She is the creator of the Ignite Your Soul Summit. That's the annual event that's live in Port New Hampshire, which is where my husband and I got married, and she's created so many different programs, and she helps entrepreneurs turn their passions into heart-centered brands and thriving businesses. So today, I actually asked Amber if we could kind of strip down her business. What is her business model? What did it look like when she got started? How did she take that leap out of the corporate world and business world into solopreneurship. What were the add-ons as she started to work her way through this entrepreneurial journey? What were the first things that she did? When did she start hosting events? What did those first events look like and feel like? Were they scary? Were they amazing? Were they an absolute flop? You're going to find out today so much about what the path looks like when it comes to starting a journey like this. So insightful, so much wisdom. You guys just you're going to love this episode. So make sure you also grab in the show notes today's freebie from Amber. She gives us the seven secrets to uplevel your brand. And I checked it out. It's awesome. So you can grab that in the show notes today and be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss episodes like this one. All right, let's do it. Amber, I am so excited to finally have a fellow New Hampshire girl on the show. Welcome to Scaling Up. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I've been following your journey for a while and I love the work that you're putting out into the world. It's so impactful. And I can see I can see the ripple effect. It's just powerful. But before I pepper you with questions about goal mapping and what that's looked like for you and your business and your journey, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us more about you as a wife, a mom, what you love, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, thank you for the the invitation. So I have been in business uh, as an entrepreneur for the last five years, and I launched my business on the heels of a near-death experience that I went through during my daughter's birth. I stopped breathing on the operating room table during the C-section, and I had my own just total spiritual awakening, just an invitation to change the way that I was doing things in my life. And it was also an opportunity to just get massive clarity that was super divinely gifted and guided. And um, I think it's important to note that <laughs> I, I say it often, I tell this story that we get feathers on our path, right? That kind of like tap us and say, hey girl, you might want to think about moving in a different direction. This isn't really super aligned with you know, the, the path for your life that you've kind of envisioned for yourself. And, and then sometimes we get a brick, after the feather. If we don't listen to the feather, then we kind of get smacked over the head with the brick and something might happen. We get in a little car accident or, you know, just little things like little weird things happen that just feel, they feel pretty devastating and frustrating, but they don't completely knock us off our path. And we just think, oh, it's this thing that's, that's happened. And I just need to deal with this now, rather than recognizing the synchronicity and the symbolism of what's happening to us on our journey. And then the the last part is when we don't listen And I don't want this to sound too ominous, but I know people listening to this are probably nodding their heads and saying, girl, yeah, tell me the last part because I think I got that. It's the Mack truck. And for me, the near-death experience really was my Mack truck moment. And it was this opportunity to wake up and to step on the path of what I knew I wanted to do. I was bursting at the seams. you know. I was writing this little blog. And people were commenting and loving this blog that I was doing. I was like building all this stuff in the background, but I wasn't doing anything with it. And I was staying in this track. And I had this story and these beliefs that I had to stay in my corporate job, which at the time, I was the associate athletic director for marketing and strategic initiatives at the University of New Hampshire. And I had been doing that job. um, I had grown over the last 10 years leading up to that moment from marketing coordinator who had no benefits and a $20,000 a year salary up to having a much bigger salary and becoming the person who was going to be the president of all sport marketing professionals in the country. So I had a lot of upward mobility and I had been working really hard. I was teaching at the university. I was getting promoted every two years. In that achievement system, I was really killing it, but I was also killing myself in the process. And I wasn't living in alignment with what my soul's calling really was. And so I had this experience and it gave me the invitation on the other side. To have obviously massive clarity, but also now three and a half months of maternity leave, which I had never experienced stopping ever before in my life. I had been a division one athlete before that. And in order to achieve that goal, I literally had to always be running. And in the process of that, I developed an eating disorder. So that kept me running, uh, overexercising. And I just didn't know any other mode than go. And so I had these three and a half months to really do a lot of deep soul searching to become a mother, to figure out how to take care of a baby. And my entire world just completely did a 180 and it shifted on its access. And when I went back to work, I just knew that this wasn't what I was supposed to be doing now and it was time. And so I opened myself up leading into 2014 to receiving guidance and, and clarity and coaching and programs and the things that I needed to learn from the people who were already doing it really well in order to embark on this journey myself. And so by the time I did that, Ani, our daughter was eight months old, and I walked away from my corporate career with one client. (laughs) And it was a big leap of faith, but it was the right one. And I knew it. You know, I knew it in my bones. And I also knew that it was going to be the catalyst that pushed me to take the action I needed to take, which I was safe in my job. I didn't have to take action. But once I gave my notice, I had to take action. Yeah. And I did. And, I, and I've had four clients by the time I left um, a month later when my, you know, I stayed for another month to train people and get people set in, in my position. And then I was like the most free I'd ever felt in my whole life. You know, I had gone from working 40 to 60 hours a week, um, sometimes more, depending on what events we had on the weekends and on the nights, to now working during the nap time hustle, which was the only time that I had. And because I was so good at getting things done, I, was so, I just took all the skills and all the things that I learned there and utilized them in the career that I created for myself. And you know it's now been five years since then. We retired my husband in 2017 from his police career, and we've helped just thousands of women you know and families all over the world to come home to themselves, to create a life. Uh, and a business, because we don't have a life if we don't... We don't have a business if we don't have a life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that changed things for them, that allowed them to really step into more of what it is they desire across the board, not just in their career, but as mothers, as partners, as aborning souls you know within ourselves and getting to know ourselves and have a more intimate relationship with self as well.
0: Oh, amen to that. Because that's, I mean, something I preach all the time is Success is not defined just by what's in your bank account, how many followers you have, the courses you've put out, how many people are sitting in your stadiums. There's so much more to that. And I love that you're encompassing that whole person in your process with people. And you know, I want to point out something that you said, and I wasn't expecting to go in this direction, but I think it's so important. In sharing your journey, you talked about how... You had been kind of putting some stuff out there, like blogs, different things, but you, quote, weren't doing anything with it. Can we speak, because I know there are so many people in that space, they know there's a calling on their heart. Like they feel it. They can't ignore it. It's been a feather. They're probably at the brick stage. Hopefully we can help them avoid the MAC truck what would you speak into those people that that are teetering between the brick and the Mack truck and they are starting to do the things, but they're not like, turning it into something monetized or structured or or an actual business. Mm. Can I
1: ask people to do a little quick exercise? Yes, please. Okay. So if you're in a place that's safe to close your eyes, I want to ask our listeners to do that. And if you're not, then you don't have to. You can just keep driving or doing whatever you're doing. And just listen to my words as I invite you into a little space of exploration. And if you think, oh, this doesn't apply to me, um i just want to ask you to to play along because no matter what this is going to be helpful to you wherever you are on your journey including for me and elizabeth as well okay so the invitation is to think about where you are right now on your path and with what you are what's beating in your heart and what it is you're desiring really deeply and to just visualize what you know that maybe is a secret that nobody else knows about or maybe just your closest people do or maybe you have a coach and they know about it but just that highest version and vision of yourself just to see that crystal clear and I know if you're listening to this podcast then you have that you do have that vision and it's okay to be afraid of it and so what I want to ask you now is to think about one year from now if you continue doing things exactly the way you're doing them in this moment continuing to keep that blog secret Continuing to just jot down in your journals and not get things out into the world, continuing to map out the perfect course or the perfect live event experience, but not actually book the venue or launch the course or work with a coach or whomever is going to help you do that. How does your life look one year from now without taking any additional action? What does it feel like in your heart one year from now, keeping all these things under wraps, this thing that's ready to burst? inside of you. Just feel into that energy, feel whatever that is and, and just embrace that for a moment. It's okay if it feels bad. Okay. Now we're going to just fast forward from there. Let's go like five years out from there. So total now of six years from where you are today, you have not done anything to move forth on this path. You are still keeping it under wraps. Perhaps by this point, you've quit. You've gotten another corporate job or some sort of side hustle that isn't really fulfilling you. Just go there for a minute. What does that feel like? I urge you to do the math on how much older your child will be. That's usually really helpful from a context perspective. Six years out from now, how old will one of your kids be? How old will your dog be? How old will you be? six years from now, and you have not taken action on the thing you're desiring so deeply. What does that feel like in your body? Okay. Take a breath in, let it out. Okay. So you got that. Now we're going to do this faster. I want you to rewind to right now, right where your feet are. You just experienced a glimpse into a future that you do not desire. You don't want to feel that way. You don't want your body to feel that way. You don't want all the things that come with that. Now, let's ask you one year from now, starting today, the day you listen to this podcast, going forward, you are taking action. You are sharing that blog post. You're putting it out on social media. You are inviting people to that event. You are hiring that coach that you know you need to work with in order to take action. You're getting on the plane to go to the places you need to go to, whatever it is. You're getting your numbers calculated with your partner to make sure you know what your number is for what your business needs to earn in order to achieve that freedom you are so desiring. You're doing it. You are doing it. Okay, one year from now, how do you feel in your body? What has changed? What is different? How do you feel when you look in the mirror? What are you excited about? Perfect. Now let's fast forward five years from there six years from today, how old are you now? How old are your kids? What do your kids see when they see you six years from today, having taken that action and continue to sustain that action and to evolve and to grow and expand and shift into the next version of you? Oh my goodness. What do you feel like in your physical body? What is that energy? How alive do you feel? Who are you connected with now that you could have never even imagined? Just just dip into the richness of your friendships, your bonds, the knowingness of yourself, and celebrate it and ground that feeling into your body right now. If you can, put your hand on your heart and feel into that in this moment. Lock that emotion in and recognize that your decision on the day you listened to this podcast was the catalyst for you to change the whole course of history for yourself, your family, And this beautiful life that you're getting to live. Take another breath in, let it out. That's a good one. Yes. Ground it in. And if you can, maybe pause the podcast and jot down what you experienced, what you saw, what came through for you, the contrast between both of those two places, how your body felt different, what you saw, and let that be your guide, let that be your compass. Well, if
0: the audience heard me breathing deeply, it's because I was (laughs) most certainly doing that exercise with you, Amber, and that was goosebumps and a reminder that no matter where you're at, you have work to do because I feel like that was one of those catalyst moments where you feel it in your bones that Mm -hmm. there's more. And that you need to like wring the towel a little bit tighter because you have another gear. And that's how I felt in that moment. So thank you for that. I will certainly
1: be like clipping that and using it myself. I'm so glad. And I think, remember, this is a vibrational universe that we live in, right? We, we are vibrational beings. It's why when you walk into a room and someone comes in and you're just like on the same energetic wave that you just are drawn to them. You know, it's, it's like everything is vibrational. And, and that's just quantum physics. I'm not trying to get too woo up in here. It's literal science. So the reason why that matters is because in the quantum field, if we want to really go there, that future version of you already exists. You would not be able to see it so vividly if it wasn't for you. I like to say, if the dream is in you, it's for you. And that's actually true. And so, the reason why we can see those things, both possibilities are actually in that vortex, both possibilities, but you get to decide which one you want to live into and which one's going to become your reality.
0: Okay. So, I have to point something out because all this stuff is just speaking to me. And I know it's speaking to our audience right now. And Amber, you're, you're a business coach, you're a brand strategist, you're an author, you're a speaker. And I want to dive into all the things that you do and how you built it. But I want to point something out to our listeners that. Amber and I are very much in similar spaces in what we do. A lot of the same work, have crossed paths with different of the same people, but there's not competition here. There's this opportunity for collaboration and there's no fear and there's no scarcity. And I love highlighting other women doing incredible things. And Amber, you're certainly one of those people. So I just wanted to point that out because I know some people might be listening and thinking, you know, Elizabeth does some of this stuff. No, no, no. This is like there is more than enough to go around and that exercise is evidence of the fact that like Amber said if it's in us it's for us, you know? So that that vision was so powerful. So I know that people listening are going to be dying to know more about kind of the the goal mapping process and your business in particular because you kind of gave us that vision of when you stepped out and took that leap and you had those four clients by the time you left your full-time career what were those beginning stages like and the evolution that came from there? Like we can look at it now from 30,000 feet and say, wow, Amber has all the success with what she does, but it hasn't always looked like it looks today. So what was that process like? How did you do this? I guess first talk to us about goal mapping and then tell us how you kind of applied that to your business.
1: Yeah, well, I think that my my pursuit and the process through which I have achieved goals in my life has actually been very consistent. And the goals have just been different, but and the manifestation of those goals, the timeline has also been different right because i I have more belief now, and I'm less constricted in my belief of possibilities because I, I they they pile up and they they prove to you oh this this actually works right and so but if I think about it, you know, I was a Division one athlete, and at nine years old, I just knew that was what was going to have to happen. Um, I I knew my parents weren't going to be able to send me to college. I didn't want to have that burden on them. And so I just made a decision and I, in my mind, my nine-year-old mind, it was like, oh, the only way to go to college is to get a scholarship by playing a sport. And I was not good at soccer at that age. I mean, not good at all, but I got, I got good. (laughs) I got better. And the way that I did that was by working at it. And I think the other thing is, and this this is for those that are here that have that really strong vision, failure was just never an option. I was going to be a division one athlete. I was going to get a scholarship and I was going to be the captain of that team. Like those things, I may not have said them out loud because I was a little shy and a little like, who am I to say that? But I remember in high school making this little like vision book. It was the first time anyone had ever invited me to do something like that. I remember cutting out pictures of Mia Ham and and putting um, a, like a Yukon logo on the page and saying, that's when my dad went to college. So I was like, okay, I want to go to Yukon And having all this information like listed out. And that was one of the biggest, most vivid pages for me. And I, and I knew I was, I was on the track. And so of course, because I was so clear on what my vision was and what it was I desired, I, be, I had to get myself to become a vibrational match, which also meant like, let's get real, you guys. I had to take the action. I had to be at the tournaments where the scouts were. I had to have the skills to be on the teams that were going to the tournaments where the scouts were. I had to be a starter on those teams so I played the 90 minutes so the scout scout could actually see me. Right? So, we have to reverse engineer. You know, what it is that we want to achieve and and you know, break that thing down and not just try to, you know, woo our way through it because it's great to wish for something and to desire it, but if you don't put some concrete action steps behind that and you aren't Moving in the direction of the thing that you desire, well, it's not going to really happen. You know, it it might eventually because you'll get kind of smart to it. But I think that that's a really good example. And I think over and over and over again, you know, I've just continued to do that. And so when I launched my business, same failure was not an option. It wasn't an option. I wasn't going to quit on this. I was going to do it no matter what. And so if that was the caveat, that if that was what I committed myself to, then it meant that I had to take the action so that that would become the self fulfilling prophecy. I didn't give myself an out. There was no plan B. I did burn the boats, as Tony Robbins says. And I just went all in on this thing. And I, I still live that way, right? There's no, there's no option. There's no backup plan. I don't have a backup plan. I'm just here doing what I'm doing, sharing, contributing, having fun with it, trying new things, pivoting, and not making it mean that I'm unworthy if I don't accomplish one of these goals in the time frame in which I would like to I just go, get to go back and try again. And so, of course, I got recruited to UConn. I got recruited to a bunch of different Division I schools. And I ultimately didn't go to UConn because it just didn't feel like a fit when I was there on my official visit. And I think that's an important piece to speak to because you might try something out in your business and it might not feel the way you thought it was going to feel. But it doesn't mean you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It just means you get to pivot and move closer to what it is you desire and at its core, this whole process, Elizabeth, as you know, is about getting to know ourselves, about coming home to who we really are. That's the reason why we're actually being called forth on this bigger journey of our lives to do the work that we're doing in the world.
0: Yes. And I think this applies to everything. Like It applies to that process of going to college for you. It applied still to this day, applied to, your, to our businesses, but also in being a better mother or being a more present wife or having better health. And there's this piece of you that has to say like, no, there is no other option. I will have the best marriage I can possibly have. And I will be continually working towards it. And it's not this ever this moment of like, I've arrived because then that's where the decay starts to set in. But it's this vision of what you want and this vision of what you're willing to fight for and fighting for it. And then like you said, I think so often people get to that point where you pivoted. And they quit because mm-hmm. they think that that's the sign that this, this whole thing, let's scratch it. Like I got one flat tire, let's slash the other three and start taking public transportation where really it's just like, okay, this is, this is good. I'm feeling this. I'm listening to the feather falling on my shoulder before it becomes something bigger. So in your own business, what are the different, let's talk about your business model for a second. Cause I think that's something that people are going to be really interested in because you're, you're doing a lot of different things. You have courses, you have events, you have your podcast. I believe you're doing one-on-one coaching. Talk to us about what you do and kind of those different areas and what that evolutionary process was in bringing these different things into your business. I would imagine there was a lot of pivoting in that process.
1: Yeah. Well, when I started, um, I did all one-to-one coaching because it's the easiest way to get clients. When you have no platform, you have no list nobody knows you from a hole in the wall. You start with what's in front of you. And so I advise my clients of this constantly um, because it's a process. This is a process of learning how to be an an even better coach and how to learn what it is you like to do, how you like to do it and how you don't like to do it. And I I was doing weekly sessions with my clients and I realized, oh, this is actually setting them up for, for failure because they were so busy and they didn't have enough time to do the work from session to session. And so by the time they got to the next week, they hadn't done their homework. And when I asked them about it in session, they felt like a failure. And so that was the learning process. And what I realized was, oh, I just need to adjust that out to doing biweekly sessions and just change my package to better support them. You know. And so I've been just taking notes all along the way and tweaking things as we go. And I was at the beginning, I didn't feel as confident in my coaching ability. I didn't feel as credible yet when I first started. And so, but what I did know how to do was design websites and create logos and do graphic design for people and write copy and help advise them on their brands. And so I did that. You know, I mean, I I make a joke that my first few clients, I was like, I'll mow the lawn for you. I'll wash your dishes. I'll like babysit your kid. I'll walk your dog, like whatever you want. And I'll design your website. And I would like, I would do anything. I was so grateful to get to support them and for these new clients. And so I just was, you know, I totally overextended myself. But that's also okay. You know, this is part of the learning process. And over time, I learned, oh, I don't really want to do that anymore. This isn't actually helping me or them. And I get to peel some of those elements back. So in 2017, I stopped with that high end one to one coaching service that included design. And over the time, I had connected with web designers and I was contracting that out, but working with my client in the coaching capacity and project management piece and having designers helping. So I, I went through those iterations. And then 2017, I launched my mastermind program and it was a huge game changer for me. And really what it did for me was blend the best of all worlds and thinking about how, do, how am I best served? And how can I create something for where my clients are to best help them? Because I am a firm believer that our ideal clients are former versions of us. And so we know what we needed and we also know what we went through. And so that's why we can help them. You know, it's really simple. It's if you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't think you're credible to help people. Well, you're not trying to help even the present versions of you. You're not helping the people that are ahead of you. You're helping the people that need you to reach back around and say, hey, girl, come on, I got you. Let's go. I've, I've walked this path before. I know this trail. Let me walk with you on the trail. And so I launched this mastermind and it's, it's really a hybrid one-to-one coaching group coaching model. And it's been amazing to offer those opportunities for collaboration and connection and and the women who've gone through over the last now two years in the various iterations of the mastermind. I have the accelerator mastermind and I also have my inner circle mastermind, which is, has more intimacy. It's a smaller group, um, more in-person retreats It's for those who are at that six figure mark or a little bit above. And the accelerator is for those who are just getting started or those who are in that, you know, zero to hundred thousand dollar, like getting those businesses really going and growing. And they're both the same. They're both hybrid models. There's just different levels of access in terms of how much one-to-one support that they get. And I love doing it this way. And I have a lot of really unconventional ways that I do it inside of these programs that surprise people. I was on the phone with my friend Rick Mulready yesterday and he was asking me all these questions and he's like, really, you have, they're evergreen, they're rolling enrollment. I don't, wow, that's so different. You know? And I, I gave my whole philosophy around why. And again, I think the key is this. I've just learned as I've gone, I've taken notes and I've chosen to do things a little bit unconventionally, but always of the mind of really wanting to push my clients to be uncomfortable in their growth and their expansion. And, and so even the way that my programs are set up, challenge them and make them go, oh, I'm not sure about that. But then once they get in, then they realize, oh, that makes so much sense. And I look, I love how you're even coaching me and pushing me through discomfort in the structure of how I've set this thing up.
0: Mm, I love that. So would you say the mastermind piece element of your model is is that your favorite part of your business of what you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I love live events. And so that's why I have live events as part of the mastermind as well. I just think there's obviously this is being talked a lot about right now in our space, but just the getting back to being in person. And I've always been in a live events person. I did live events. I've done been doing them for 15 years for my 10 years in collegiate athletics. I was, I did hundreds of event events a year. So I know how to create experiences and to help move people on an emotional and a physical level. And so that's what the ignite your soul summit is about. That's what my accelerate live event is about and all of my inner circle retreats, it's, it's creating experiences that, that ground in the transformation. And I think you can make your programs and your packages and the ways you support your clients look any way you want them to. And I love the freedom and the creativity that I get to offer, you know, in, in having a business like this one.
0: Isn't that the beauty of it is that for some people, that's intimidating, but for me, it's like, oh, we come into this world and we literally get to create whatever is carved, already etched in us mm-hmm. and with no rules and no boundaries, and we can do it however we want based on what we're being called to do. And I think that, you know, we have an episode launching on comparison and this is a trap that people fall into where they, they limit their creativity because they're looking at what everybody else is doing and they're trying to fit their molds, but we can come into this and say, whatever model we want, whatever pricing we want, we can do it all pro bono and just like feed our souls. We can set super high rates. We can fall in between events, masterminds, one-on-one, however we want to do it based on the vision for our lives and the vision for the lives of the people that we're impacting. So, you know, I absolutely love that. I want to, will you flash back with me for a second here? Yeah. Let's talk about your first, very first event. What did that look like? What did it feel like in the preparation of it? You know, just take us there because I think that's such a cool thing going back in time with successful business owners and seeing what the beginning looked like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a couple different iterations of that. I could speak to the first Ignite Your Soul Summit, which was in 2017, which is like the first big event, and then I also did a bunch of little workshopy things. Um, I mean, the very first one I did was called "Own Your Happy" with one of my high school friends, and I think it was in 2014, uh, and it was in a church basement, and we just sat in circle with these women who, like by by the grace of God, came. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> Uh, we charged like $20 or something and we made them little journals. We hand-lettered their names on them and we had a little agenda that we completely didn't follow and we went way over time and we had snacks and we just, you know, we just kind of wung it, but, but it was profound, you know, the the transformation because the heartbeat of it was really about like, let's sit down and get honest and let's let's be real and let's talk about kind of the things that nobody wants to talk about. And I think anytime that women get together and we get in sacred circle with each other, it's what we're all craving so deeply. You know, It's, it's to see that we're more alike than we are different. And, and so I think that has really been the thread of all of the events I've done from the first one I did called Bloom Live. In 2016, my best friend, Rachel Canfield, packed in this amazing little cafe from my friend, Jennifer Derozier's owns called Leaning and Lou Cafe. And You know the capacity of that space is like sixteen people, but we had twenty (laughs) four. It was like packed to the walls, but it was awesome. You know, and so yeah, I think that the the process is when you're doing these things, you're just gonna feel awkward, you're just gonna feel weird, you're just gonna be like, oh my god, I hope people show up, but no one's gonna show up if you don't have the courage to at least try it and to book the venue or to like set up the group to meet together at the coffee shop. You know, like. No one's going to be there if you don't take it seriously. They're not going to take it seriously. Right. And and so I think I've always kind of just trusted that. And the Ignite Your Soul Summit, the first one, we had 100 people show up, which felt insane that 100 people will come to this event. But again, my business, I've been doing this, you know, I had been doing it at that point for like almost three years, you know, and and I had built, and it was the first time I decided to go try and do this thing. And I just did it as like a bucket list event. Like I'm just, I want to do it. I want to do it on a stage. I want there to be music. Like I want it to be kind of like my version of like a Tony Robbins style event. And it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was awesome. The next year we hosted in the same venue and we sold 200 tickets. And that moved us out of that venue to go to the Portsmouth Music Hall this last year, which we filled the whole bottom of it with 400 people. And I don't even know Elizabeth. It just blows my mind. Cause I'm like, where are all these people coming from that want- are in New Hampshire? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> like my speakers, when well, my friend Allison bird is speaking, I was just watching back her speaker talk today uh, this morning, actually. And she said, you know, where does a girl from Texas land on a stage in New Hampshire? She's like, this is not an accident. Like this is on purpose, you know? And, and it, the, that realization that the people were there on purpose. They wanted to be there. They chose to be there but they would not have been able to make that choice. If I didn't have the courage to get out of my own way and to to push my fear over to the side and just say, hold on a minute, you're going to get to come back. But I, I have to go do this right now because this isn't just about me. And I just got the promotion video back from last year's summit, th- this year's, I'm like what time is this? <laughs> this year's summit. And I, in the first like 10 seconds, I put it up on my phone last night and Ben was standing behind me and the beautiful voice of this woman named Laura Thompson Brady, who played the, soc- the sacral chakra of bulls, And this beautiful invocation called I Am Home was playing. And my friend Tara Romano's voice was like doing this callback chant with the audience. And those two things were playing over each other. And they were like faces of the wall. Oh, like, I can talk about wanting to cry. And they had their hands over their heart. And I, I just, 10 seconds in, I'm like, oh God, I just started crying immediately. And I, I have to tell you, like this, I haven't said this out loud to anybody, I have had for the last couple of months since the summit, I've had moments of just being like, I don't even know if I like have it in me to do this next year. Like, I don't know if I have the energy. It costs a lot of money to do a live event of that scale. You're kind of like, you feel like you're on your own. It's this really big thing. And then yes, you sell from stage, but you have no idea like what's going to happen. There's no way to know really. And I've only sold from stage two times. And so I was just kind of like, you know, okay, full surrender, just like I was on the operating room table but i watched 10 seconds of that video and i and i thought to myself like how could i not do this again how could i not you know after what this created for the people that were there like the quantum shifts that occurred and so i think when we do it not only does it push us out of our comfort zone but it just shows us it gives us proof that our dreams are so much bigger than just you and me mm, i feel that so deeply
0: because in this last year i've experienced that exact feeling that you just described time and time again, being in a new environment, new home, new community, um, new levels in, in my business of like, can I do this? Do I have the capacity to keep going? And then you come back to those roots of like what that video exposed to you and your heart sings. Like you realize like, this is why I'm showing up for this. And I was just at an event where Rachel Hollis spoke last weekend and she said, listen, you're doing, you're doing things differently. You are choosing the unconventional path. You have a big vision for your life of where you want to go. You chose hard. Like you made that decision to climb this mountain because you know, you don't want to live in the valley. And it totally, spoke to my soul because it was like, oh my God, this is hard, but this is what I'm called to do. And it's so obvious that you're living that purpose through these events and all the things you're doing. And it's so incredible to watch. I just have to tell you, because I lo- I've seen the clips of your, your event. I know people who have attended your events and I've heard nothing, but those transformations and those moments where it like, you had that moment watching that video, those people are in that audience with their hand over their heart, having that moment that's going to take them to the places you've gone and make their impact in the world. And it's such a incredible, incredible positive spiral that is really neat to watch you be a part of.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, you're making
0: me cry. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this theory, goal setting, crucial, but if you don't also work at, and I've experienced this personally, if you don't also work at becoming the person necessary to achieve and sustain that goal, it's all fleeting. You know, there's this energy that like you have to level up to the goals that you're pushing for. Otherwise you get to them and it, it doesn't feel right. Or it, it's a short-term Win or gain. And then there's this all this emotional stuff that hasn't caught up. So, talk to us about the personal evolution through this,
1: Mm. you know,
0: multi year process of now running these events and and hosting these masterminds and all this other stuff. What has gone on on the back end
1: with Mm. you? You know, there's this equation that I teach, and it's desire plus belief equals action and ultimately results. And that's kind of a you know simplistic way to kind of break down <laughs> what I'm going to share. And it's something we ask our clients when they're filling out uh, the application form for a breakthrough call to have a conversation about whether or not they're fit for the mastermind and what they're where they're going on their journey. And you know, desire for my clients and for myself has never been the problem. Always been crystal clear on the desire of where it is I want to go, what I want to welcome into my experience. But that belief factor is the one that that gets to get the most attention and the most work, and of course, that's what creates the action or the lack of action, right? And we break it down like that, it just becomes really easy to and clear to see. So, for me, you know I'm I spend a lot of time working with my clients in the excavation realm. and thus I've had to do that with myself. I've had to go all the way back into my own story. To excavate all of the hard, all of the gross, all of the pain, all of the stories, to understand why why I am the way I am, why my reactions are the way they are, why why I drop into scarcity, why I find myself living in fear when there's no reason to, looking at the PTSD moments of just being human, you know, and the experiences that I've had, and really connect those dots together, you know, with this beautiful golden thread of clarity. And I'm very committed to that. And it's actually one of the things I'm the best at with my clients is helping them understand and unearth and turn up stones. See, this is the reason why you don't want to go forth in your business. It's because of what happened to you when you were 15 years old. It's because dad left when you were five. It's because like you insert your story here. And, uh, we can, we can connect those dots to help people understand. So I have a process that, that brings people through a four step process. And it's really about that excavating and that illuminating to help them. Yes. Move into activation and ultimately liberation and freedom, but that excavation piece is the thing most people are afraid of. And so I've had to do the necessary hard work in that excavation with myself. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on personal development, growth, therapy, <laughs> you know, EMDR, like every, I've done it. I've done a lot of it. I'm not gonna say it all. Cause it's, it's an infinite and endless. And I will continue to always be doing my own work in those ways because at new levels you experience it differently, but it doesn't mean that just because you're now making, you know, seven figures that suddenly, Oh, all of those things that you felt before your, your childhood issues, your, your issues with mom and dad, the, the, the conditional way that you treat yourself is suddenly just going to get washed away. Nope, it's actually going to get amplified and more stressful because now there's more zeros and now there's more pressure and there's probably more moving parts and more people and pieces. And I think that's the place where I see a lot of online entrepreneurs in our industry like pausing because now they're getting to this place of, oh, I mean, I was so good at the sprint, I was so good at the running with the ball over the end line, scoring the touchdown and doing the victory dance on social media. But now, it doesn't feel as fulfilling and fun because what I realize is running the ball over the line is just like part of the journey. It's just one little tiny element. The money's just part of it. Like again, all of those cool things that we attract in are just byproducts of our alignment. They're byproducts. They're they're the prizes that you receive by operating in that place of alignment. And so, you know, I can get into more specifics if you want to mine more deeply, but I've had to face the most painful Parts of my story in my life and put them out on the on the the table and allow people to help me through them I've had to you know have my own little tantrums with myself You know kicking and screaming and and not feeling glamorous and not feeling like the you know put together Versions of me, but i'm also not afraid to talk about them You know i'm not afraid to to share that part of myself I'm, not afraid to cry on my podcast and and un, you know work through stuff in real life and in real time but I also will say this, this is a really important nuance. I'm not gonna bring a wound out into the light. I'm gonna wait until it's at least at least scabbed over and on its way to becoming healed in a scar because I'm I'm not really helpful as a teacher if I'm I'm in the trauma of something trying to talk about it and teach from that place because I'm not ready to. So I I have a team of people who help me with that. I have Of course, the side benefit of working in this industry is you have amazing friends who are ballers at what they do. You know, they are like some of the most profound teachers, energy workers, all that, you know, so I like, those are my friends. Those are the people that I'm like, girl, I need help with this. You know, they're like, okay, let's get in. Let's go do this. And I also, I have have multiple coaches, right? I have like a coach for my own mindset and energy and all of that, but I also have business support who has a a strong skill in that more like intuitive energetic space because that's how I what I resonate with most. But also there's a lot of strategic there too. I might have a therapist that I meet with occasionally and I just have a strong support system. So I think it's normal if you are having you're going through it, you know? It's like right Elizabeth, like we yeah. we cannot get to where we need to go next without going through the the sort of hurricane of the emotional growth and expansion that often comes with the up-leveling and the growing and the expansion.
0: Oh, I can't agree anymore because it's, people see people in these places of success. And yeah. it's one of two things happening. Either they don't actually have what you and I would define as true success. There's one element that's highlighted, that's working, but while everything else is falling apart behind the scenes, their marriage, you know, their kids hardly know them, they're really going into debt, even though they're making money, whatever it is, their health is crap. Or we just don't see all the work, the peeling of the layers of the onion that it's taken for them to become the person necessary to achieve the thing, to live that dream. And you know, you said a couple of things that really stuck with me. You developed that team and you allowed people to step in and help you and you leaned into their expertise. And I think people make a mistake when you talked about not coming, bringing that wound out into the light. We say all the time, okay, social media, it's a highlight reel, be more vulnerable. And then you see people come in and they're like just vomiting. they it's yeah. not vulnerability, it's like messy. It's just it's not that you can't share the journey, but like you said, when you're in the moment of a trauma and you're just gutturally gushing it all out on social media with no real end game, with no real lesson there, you haven't even experienced the lesson yet. It's not necessarily serving you. It's just kind of like, that's what I would call airing your dirty laundry Mm -hmm. versus coming through it and being able to say, yes, this is my truth. This is my, this is, this is really raw and vulnerable, but here's what I'm learning through it. Here's what I've, I've understood. Here's who I've found that has guided me through it. And I've come out on the other side, or at least I'm I'm coming out on the other side. So I wanted to highlight that because I think that's a mistake people make, especially newer entrepreneurs. We're like, well, they told me to be vulnerable. So I'll tell everyone oh, that yes, I'm going through yes. this divorce right now. And it's really ugly. And the kids are hating this person. And, that, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take, yeah. a, take, a, yeah, breath. take
1: a breath. Let's <laughs> heal.
0: Heal what's going on. Focus your energy there. Don't focus on on plastering it out there. So
1: Well, and I think it's important too, Elizabeth. That's such a great point that asking yourself, why do I want to share this? Mm -hmm. You know, what is, what is the actual intention? If it's, I really need support right now. Well then reach out to a friend, reach out to a coach, reach out to a therapist, reach out to a soul sister, right? You don't need to reach out to the thousands of people on social media to get that out there. And I think also if you're launching a business and you're in, especially if you're someone who's a coach, which I would imagine there's probably a lot of people who are either coaches or aspiring coaches, just take into consideration what it would feel like to share see your coach sharing that kind of message. And would that give you a lot of confidence um, in them? And the answer might be yes. And if that is the answer, awesome. Right. But I think this is a moment for us just to give you some checks and balances to kind of just filter yourself a little bit before just posting it up on social media and remembering that, you know, my friend Karen Kenny talks often about, you know, our irritation when people say like hashtag vulnerable post. And if you have to say that it's a vulnerable post, well then it kind of loses its, it loses its luster for me a little bit, you know, like how about just tell the story and then let me decide. Um, if I feel like that's vulnerable or not. You know, let me have my own experience and opportunity to engage with you and to just, you know, learn from you. And you don't need to necessarily tag it because then it feels like, oh, you're trying to do it because you feel like you're supposed to be doing it for one reason or another, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It totally does. And I have to ask you, because all of this is making me just my brain's wandering. And it's wandering <laughs> to what you've built. How you've gone through this journey, the team that you've leaned on to get you through to become that person. Behind the scenes, what has taking this leap done for your family? Mm.
1: Yeah, we are more together than we are apart. We're actually living out the core values that we have. You know, we're not just talking about it, we're actually living them out. And each one of us individually is supported in ways that were not possible before because of the conditions of how our life was set up. And, you know, I have a lot of time and space to do that deep inner work, but that's because I have to. It's like, that's what I'm here for in this life. And therefore, my lifestyle needs to actually support that. So I do need to make a lot of money in order to be able to support you know my own evolution and it's true like it it creates a lot less stress when you have a really solid financial foundation period like no one can argue that right when you are struggling to meet your provisions to keep the lights on you can't be thinking about you know okay what would my highest self do right now i mean you sure can but it's still going to be it's going to be difficult and so i want to help every person you know get into a place of maximum abundance for them whatever that looks like, right? It doesn't mean you have to have seven figures. doesn't mean, you know, but what is that for you? And so for us doing that, it's helped us. We moved to our dream house on a lake. Now, why does that matter? Well, I have a huge history of growing up on Lake Winnipesaukee and with my grandfather, who's no longer with us. And my grandparents, they, after they both passed, the kids sold the, the property that was in the family for 50 years So this lake house that I grew up on that my brother and that like all these generations got to go to is gone now. And I knew that I wanted to pick up that ball and continue that legacy and create a home space that gave that gift of living in nature, of waking up every morning to water and seeing the loon out on the lake and all those things and having these stories and having it be the place that everybody can come and just feel relaxed and and feel joyful and connect to nature. We've been able to do that. You know, we were able to expand our home and I get to bring mastermind retreat and people here and and have friends come stay. My best friend and her family are coming for a week in August, just be on the lake with us for the week, you know? And, and so that's like a tangible thing, but the heartbeat of all of it, it's always about togetherness. It's always about connection. It's about slowing down so that we can really connect inward to what's most sacred for each and every one of us. And so that has been huge. You know, Ben is no longer a police officer, which was a job that served him for 11 years, but then it didn't feel in alignment for him anymore. And this business made that possible. You know, my daughter, we homeschooled her for a year and got to support her in that way. And now we found this amazing school that she goes to. It's a little bit of an alternative school and it works like we can take her. They only go to school from like eight to noon. And even when she gets into the higher grades, they, they have half days on Wednesdays because the philosophy of the school is, that kids need to be with their families and spend more time with family than they do in school and we wouldn't be able to do that you know if we didn't have this kind of life schedule and jobs and all that so exponential growth journeys adventures we've gotten to go on trips experiences you know and of course like little things like we rented a house in florida for a mastermind retreat which i wouldn't have done that if i didn't have a mastermind if i didn't have a business right and then we flew my mom down after the retreat was over who my mom never flies anywhere. And we took her to Disney with my daughter. And it's like one of those things that we talk about all the time. It was like one of the biggest, most special memories for her. She still works part-time, like never takes time off. And she took off those days to come have those memories in Disney, which we're going to have for the rest of our lives. Yeah, what a gift.
0: What a gift. And it all started with that moment of faith and belief and, know- and listening to the whisper. And I want to talk about things being on purpose and not being a coincidence. I think I might've told you this, but a couple of years back at a high, I think it was a high performance academy or it might've been world's greatest speaker training. One of Brennan Burchard's events. We, there are thousands and thousands of people there and we get paired in these small groups, maybe three, four people. So I'm in this group. I don't know anybody and we're kind of getting to know each other. And Ben, your husband, <laughs> was one of the people in my group. So we're chatting. He's like, oh yeah, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm like, I'm from New Hampshire. So we start chatting about that come to find out as he's gushing about his lovely wife that it's you. So it's all, I mean, it really is divine and incredible how it all comes back to exactly how it's meant to be when you open yourself up to it. Two things I always ask my the people that I bring on. One being who keeps you inspired? It can be people in your innermost circles in life or far out in the distance, people that you've been distant mentors to you too.
1: My daughter, for one yeah she's just she's so spirited and it's it's she's five, you know, and it it's just life is simple, and she just reminds me you know that all the stuff I get myself hung up on at times it just doesn't matter, you know, and she really brings me back to myself and to what really is most sacred, so Ani is right at the top of that list and and obviously ben too they're they're both just like. They're not simple people, but they just keep things really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tend to be the overcomplicator, so they're just my rocks, and you know, they just they're they're everything to me. You know, they're the most important people in my life. My friends, definitely Rachel Canfield, who you guys have to follow her and um, sign up for her list. She's just a beautiful writer and speaker, and has been one of the the muses on my journey, and just like teaching me and helping me to just relax and come back to myself and. I just tend to be a little bit tightly wound, you know, and and that's the place that I go if I'm a little bit misaligned. It's just that over control and Rach is the opposite of that. And so we're like this beautiful yin and yang in our relationship and friendship. And um, I just trust her indefinitely and invite her to be on any stage that I'm hosting an event on um, because she just provides so much value to my life and to so many others. I think the other the other person who has been just an incredible mentor to me, and I actually told him, so I had him on my podcast, is Mark Nepo, and he's my most um, beloved author. And I encourage everyone who's listening to this to go by at least the Book of Awakening. And if not that, 7,000 Ways to Listen is my favorite second book of his. And also listen to the episode that I did with him. That It was just, it was a profound conversation. It was super deep. If you haven't heard Elizabeth, I know you'll just like weep when you hear it. And It's just about the light. It's about life, you know, like life lessons and life through metaphor. And it's, it's beautiful. And he just gives us a way to look at life through a lens of simplicity and remembrance. And I think that, you know, that's always what I'm trying to do is in the way that I support my clients is just like help us recognize how okay we really are and that everything is always working out for us. Abraham Hicks is also another huge source of inspiration for me too. And to just, you know, find, Find again that golden thread and like hold on to it, you know, and follow it because it's so individual and so unique to each and every one of us and has the capacity to just completely transform the way we live, you know, in our daily life and the daily conversations we have with ourselves if we're willing to just like slow down enough to listen.
0: Mm, Yes, and I would second both of those that you mentioned, but I also want to ask resources. So, our listeners are always looking for new ways to grow. So talk to us about like some podcasts you like to binge on or courses you've taken, seminars you've been to that just, just like one or two that like really spoke to you that you think might speak to our listeners.
1: I think the most transformational live events I've ever been to were Tony Robbins events. Um, UPW and Date with Destiny were just tremendous. And it does kind of have to be your cup of tea because it's a hugely physical experience and it's really intense. And so you just need to pack layers and be hydrated and know that you're going to be really uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Um, and it really helps get to the core. Um, I enjoyed those events in a, in a big way in terms of podcasts. I, I, this is maybe going to sound funny as a podcast host. I don't really listen to that many podcasts. I'm really, I spent a lot of time downloading kind of like what needs, to, I'm in the season of writing a book. So I think that's the other piece where I'm. Mm-hmm shutting things off a lot and just needing more silence to get to the the wisdom of what's coming through for this book but um, Super soul Sunday Oprah's podcast is hands down my most favorite podcast on the planet and just the the depth of where those conversations go I'm like the biggest nerd I'll be in the kitchen like, cooking or something. And then I'm like, got my notebook out. Like, oh, where's the towel? I got to write this down, you know, like praise hands and stuff in the kitchen. And my husband's just like, oh boy, you know, like what's <laughs> going on in there right now. So yeah, those would be two of the the places where I've had the, I would say the greatest transformation that come right to mind. And I haven't been to Tony's events in a couple of years, but they created lasting impact for me for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. You're definitely not alone in that. Well, I have to thank you, Amber. Truly, you have. Given us so much wisdom and value today, but also just truth and vulnerability in your story is just so inspiring. I know that the people that have that vision for their future, if they take away anything, what you just said in the end here was so powerful. And I want them to, I want to make sure that they heard it and they absorb it. And if they have to write it down, write it down, that you've kind of shut out the noise and started receiving what's within from you, not from external forces. So there's so much value out there, but the most value is already in us. Yeah. And you really highlighted that today. And thank you so, so much for bringing that gift to our squad because I know that this is gonna be super impactful for them moving forward. And I love supporting your journey and I look forward to continuing to collaborate together because I just love everything you're doing.
1: Ditto, sister, I so appreciate you. This was such a fun conversation and thank you for asking the deep questions today. It's like my most favorite thing to do in the world. So just thank you for taking me on that journey and sharing yourself with me too. Absolutely, thanks Amber.
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with me today.